I am Sister Justine. I'm a loving, devoted follower of Jesus who teaches at the local Catholic school. And Sister Justine has plenty of stories about saints, which she shares with the children to help them in their everyday lives. Relax and listen as we bring you Sister Justine's Saint Tales. Ooh, my parents are going to kill me. Why? What did you do? I I swear it was just an accident. Seriously, what did you do? No big deal. I just lost my sister's favorite stuffed piggy. You did what? How did you do that? I was supposed to bring it into class today for that special show and tell about love and objects that are examples of love. Yeah, your sister sure loves her piggy. Yeah, it wasn't easy separating her from it this morning, but I promised I'd take good care of Piggy. So, how'd you lose it? Well, while we were out on the bus this morning, I took it out to show the others what I was bringing for show and tell. We started goofing around and tossing it back and forth to play catch, and... and... And what? And I didn't catch it. It flew right by me and out the open bus window. Oh no! Did you see where it fell? To the side of the road, somewhere along the way to school. Oh, I'm in so much trouble. Good morning, children. Good Good morning, morning, Sister Sister Justine. Justine. Gosh, it sounds like you've got a problem. Yeah, a very big one. Tell Sister what happened. Well, I was supposed to bring my little sister stuffed piggy into class for that show and tell about love. Oh yes, I know that piggy. Your sister is so cute when she's holding it at mass. Yes, but along the way to school, it fell out of the bus. I was fooling around and I lost it out the window. Oh dear, that is bad news. But maybe you'll see it during the bus ride home. I hope nothing happens to it in the meantime. Yeah, I hope you can actually find it. Oh no. Well, getting upset about it now won't help. Have you thought about praying for intercession so that you might find it later? I've got just the saint you could pray to for intercession. It's Saint Anthony of Padua. He's the patron saint of seeking lost things. St. Anthony was born in Lisbon, Portugal in the year 1195. But when I was born, my name was Fernando Martín de Bulliois. His parents were wealthy. Fernando and his parents belonged to one of the most prominent families in all of Lisbon. And because my parents were wealthy and influential, they were able to set me up with a good education. They enrolled me in the local cathedral school, where potential future clergy could receive religious lessons and learn other courses. When he was 15, Fernando joined the Order of St. Augustine and moved into a local monastery where he could pray and study. Yeah, except it wasn't the quiet place you'd expect a monastery to be. (laughs) I was visited frequently by family members and by friends. When my friends decided to drop in, They would always get into these discussions about news and politics and and whatever else they wanted to talk about. And they were quite loud. I couldn't focus on my studying with all their interruptions. And so, Fernando requested to transfer to the Abbey of Santa Cruz in the city Coimbra, located about 126 miles north of Lisbon. Ah, that's more like it. It was a much better environment for me to pray and study. I'd lived there for nine years, and and in time, I became a priest. Young Father Fernando was a good priest. He was given the important job of guest master for the abbey. Whenever the abbey had a visitor, it was his responsibility to make sure they felt welcomed. If they needed something to eat or, or needed a blanket for sleeping, 
I made sure they were taken care of. Among the people I welcomed were members of the Franciscan Order who had recently arrived in Coimbra to build a small private settlement dedicated to Anthony the Great, an Egyptian-born man who is considered the father of all Christian monks. Once the Franciscans settled in, just outside the city, life went on. Fernando and his fellow Augustinians lived and prayed in their space, while the Franciscans lived and prayed in their own place. But then something happened which changed my priestly life. The Franciscans would travel to teach the good news of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it was a dangerous thing to do, especially in lands where the leaders believed in another religion. Some parts of the land that are now Spain and Portugal were under Muslim rule in Fernando's lifetime. Franciscan brothers had traveled throughout Spain and crossed into Morocco to preach. In Spain, the Sultan wasn't happy about them preaching in front of the local mosque, but he allowed them to preach and then move on. But when they got to Morocco, the local authorities were not so tolerant. These Franciscan brothers were captured, tortured, and then they were put to death. The bodies of the Franciscan brothers were returned to Coimbra, carried in a procession to their monastery, witnessed by a large crowd. Most of the people looked on with sadness and horror, but Fernando? He had a strange sense of inspiration building up inside him. The others who watched these men being returned saw them as victims. I recognized them as martyrs. These Franciscan brothers were willing to bravely spread the good news, even in places where their lives were at risk. I realized this was my calling too. Inspired by these martyrs, Fernando asked his order for permission to join the Franciscan order. His superiors said yes, and so Fernando went to the Franciscans and asked to become one of them. I told them I wanted to continue the work that their fallen brothers were unable to finish and traveled to the lands where they spread the good news of Jesus Christ. They said yes. Upon joining the Franciscan order, I changed my name to Anthony. Under his new name and his new order, Anthony left Portugal for Morocco to share the teachings of Christ. Not long after arriving there, I became seriously ill. I was so sick that I needed to go back home to Portugal to recover and regain my strength. So I was back on a ship, ready to head home. But I never made it home. Instead, we ran into stormy weather. The strong winds blew our ship eastward into the Mediterranean Sea, way off course. The ship finally arrived at the island of Sicily on the east coast. I was still feeling the effects of my illness and remained quite weak, so I sought a place where I could recover properly. I found a friary in the city of Messina on the northeast coast of Sicily. The brothers there had no idea who I was, but still welcomed me. They took care of me as I regained my health very slowly. Anthony later traveled to the Italian mainland, where in the year 1222, he was assigned by the Franciscans to the small town of Forli in northern Italy. There, he established a reputation for deep knowledge of scripture and his great skill in preaching. It started as a bit of a mix-up. A group of Dominican brothers were coming for a visit. We Franciscan hosts assumed they might want to offer a homily at our gathering. 
But the Dominicans assumed that we, the hosts, would do it. So nobody was ready to speak. My superior volunteered me to deliver the homily. I didn't want to do it at first, but as I began speaking, the Holy Spirit guided me and helped me come up with the right words. By the year 1224, Anthony was transferred to the Franciscan province of Romagna in the city of Bologna. Oh, it's true. That's no baloney. He was assigned there because of his ability to teach the ways of Christ, while also serving as an ideal example of poverty. Francis himself was becoming concerned that those who were teaching the ways of God were, in reality, not practicing what they were preaching. Many had abandoned their vows to live in poverty. It was a bad look, especially when so many people that they were preaching to were very poor. I was brought in to make sure the Franciscans would stay true to our vows and be good examples. Anthony traveled to many cities in Southern Europe to preach. It wasn't always easy. Sometimes the people didn't respect him. On one occasion, it is said, he went to the riverbank to continue teaching, and a large number of fish gathered near the edge. That got everyone's attention. They figured out I was no ordinary preacher. He was also trusted with training new members of the Franciscan order. Then came the incident that would later make him the patron saint of finding lost objects. I owned a copy of the Book of Psalms. This was long before books were printed. They had to be hand-copied, so they were very hard to replace and expensive. And it was within this copy where I kept my notes about the lessons that I would teach. It was certainly special to me. One of the young novices under my care had decided to leave the Franciscan order. As he left, he snuck away with my book. I was so heartbroken that I lost my book, so I prayed to God that somehow, someway, I might get it back. And his prayer was answered. The novice returned, seeking forgiveness. He not only brought back my cherished book, but he also changed his mind and rejoined the order. It was a miracle indeed. Now you know why people pray to St. Anthony today, seeking his intercession when trying to find something that's missing. But where does Padua enter their story? It goes like this. Padua, in my lifetime, was one of the most important cities in all of Italy. There was a big university located there where people could go to study civil law and church law. I liked going to Padua not only to study, but to find my own private space where I could pray quietly. But he would also preach to large crowds, sometimes many thousands of people at a time. He would also say Mass, hear confessions, and interact with faithful followers. This would take all day, from sunrise until sundown. My health wasn't the greatest, and on top of that, as part of my vow to live in poverty, I would fast. But once again, I got pretty sick. One of the last things I did in my lifetime was to bless the city of Padua. My last words before dying were, I see my Lord. So if St. Anthony turned to God to find his lost book, maybe St. Anthony could help me get my sister's piggy back? Of course. As always, it's God who answers your prayers, but it's the saints who can help you get your request to him. What's a good prayer to St. Anthony that we could pray, sister? Well, there's one that goes like this. Oh, holy St. Anthony, gentlest of saints, your love for God and charity for his creatures made you worthy, when on earth, to possess miraculous powers. Encouraged by this thought, 
I implore you to obtain for us a little girl's missing stuffed toy piggy. O gentle and loving St. Anthony, whose heart was ever full of human sympathy, whisper my petition into the ears of the sweet infant Jesus, who loved to be folded in your arms. The gratitude of my heart will ever be yours. Amen. Hey look, here comes the principal with somebody else, and they're looking right at us. I wonder what this could be about. These children were on the bus. Perhaps they'll recognize it. Hello, children. I was driving behind your bus just a little while ago and saw the stuffed toy fall out the window. I pulled over to pick it up, then saw your bus stop at the school. I was wondering if any of you might know who this belongs to. It's my sister's piggy. Well, it looks like we found the right student. Here you go. Oh, thank you so much. It looks like our prayer to St. Anthony was answered. And so was mine. What do you mean? When I saw this toy fall out the window and into the street, I saw its cute little face as I drove by. I could not help but think about the poor child who might have loved that toy and how sad it would be to lose it. So I decided to pick it up and I prayed to St. Anthony that I might find who lost it so I could bring it back to them. Well, it looks like all of our prayers to St. Anthony were answered today. Thank you for being so kind as to pick it up. You are very welcome. Thank Thank you. you. And thank you, St. Anthony of Padua. You've been listening to Sister Justine's Saint Tales, created and distributed by the Communications Department of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. The voice talents you heard are Melissa Cumming as Sister Justine, Isaac Giovanni and Justice as the students, Deacon Michael Ficarilli as St. Anthony of Padua, Mary Tepley as the principal, Sarah Osmansky as the kind motorist, and I'm Michael Mrosiak. I'm the creator, writer, and producer of this series. Special thanks to St. Joseph University School in Buffalo, New York for their assistance. Thanks to Samuel Francis Johnson and Pixabay for the prayer theme. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to come back for more of Sister Justine's Saint Tales. Saint Tales.